Hello and welcome to another episode of the Comic Book Commute. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast you listen to on your commute during my commute. So let's get on the road. So, at the moment, it's a late night commute. Pretty late, later than usual. Um, And it's a little different than the usual, but what we're going to talk about today in the world of comics is a sort of a sequel to a previous episode in which I talked about Afterlife with Archie. And so I'm going to follow up on that and other tangents related. So Archie, of course, is the 75-year-old or so teenager uh, that debuted in the 40s, I believe under Pep Comics. And he's been around, him and the gang have been around for decades And during the last uh, two to three, maybe five years, um, things have really gone interestingly for Archie. There was the Life with Archie series, which uh, chronicled Archie's choice of either uh, marrying Betty, uh, Betty Cooper, or Veronica Lodge, the famous love triangle, of course. And so there was a um, there was a sort of gag variant cover. Thirty um, something, I don't know, thirty two, thirty three, thirty one, something like that, where it was a zombie cover, and that set uh, everything on its head and people were like zombies and Archie really and so a year later or so they started publishing Afterlife with Archie which was yes zombies in Riverdale and again go back to the previous podcast the comic book commute podcast where I talk about Afterlife with Archie there's been a, a an issue or two since then that has uh, come out and the thing about that is that Afterlife with Archie is published so, so irregularly. I believe there's nine issues as of this recording. And uh, it's been out for maybe two years now. So a bit slow. But I want to sing the praises of that series. Amazing art. Amazing story. So, uh, story is by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, and art is by uh, Francesco Francavilla. And together they create a very macabre uh, interpretation of the Archie mythos, mythos, in that, uh, obviously I don't want to spoil it because I really want you to read it, But something happens, magic happens, hint, hint, and um, a dog is resurrected and it causes 
uh, a bite or the or its bite that is causes a zombie outbreak basically and it's a very violent series but very dramatic and it explores the nature of of friendships the breakdown of society the burdens upon us all on top of the classic America's favorite teenager story and so issue six well the first uh, it's escape from Riverdale is the first five issue arc which is amazing which is uh, if you like The Walking Dead and everyone loves it at the moment um do yourself a favor and pick this up. It's another interpretation of that sort of story with these characters that you may not be completely familiar with if you never really read Archie, but you'll start to get uh, interested and familiar with them. All the all the um, famous characters are there, of course. Archie, Andrews, Betty, Cooper, Veronica Large, Jughead, or should I say Forsyth, Jughead Jones, uh, etc. Um, a lot of deaths and resurrected zombies, and they're trying to get out of Riverdale. They're trying to recoup, or uh, they're trying to regroup, that is, and then uh, figure out what to do about getting out of Riverdale alive. So that was the first five issues. Then uh, there was like a tangential issue number six with repercussions about what happened in issue one that caused everything. And I hope they come back to that because that was a fascinating cliffhanger ending, which they did not return to in issue seven. And then uh, eight continued, and I believe they're on nine. And so uh, Frank Avila has a very muted palette grotesque palette with a lot of dark tones red a lot of red throughout and um, big pools of color but very uh, grotesque kind of color which really fits with the series and again Aguirre Sakasa uh, is weaving this story that is quite an epic in the zombie lore now, again, this is a sequel to the previous podcast. Let's move on to another related, the whole Archie Horror uh, mini imprint of sorts with Archie Comics. It also has a sister publication, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And this is Sabrina Spellman, who debuted in the 60s, 1962 or so. And... What was that comic? Uh, Archie's Madhouse. Um, 24 or something. Which I actually have a copy of. Um, And so... This is Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And a very dark retelling of the origin. It actually takes place in a parallel... In a separate timeline from... Archie... uh, Afterlife with Archie takes place in the 60s and so we see Sabrina's childhood and then teenage years 
and basically she's uh, living as a witch at uh, let's see what's the name of her town there uh, Greendale Greendale going to high school doing the high school things but all behind the scenes a very macabre background this one I believe has four issues out at the moment and um, behind the scenes of everything we've got Madam Satan resurrected to uh, seek revenge because she has ties to Sabrina's father from decades ago she's coming for revenge on the younger Spellman and so she takes on a human form enlists a crow familiar to spy and to gain intelligence on the town and such and plot her revenge and uh, Sabrina's pretty oblivious up until this point she's just busy living um, getting a boyfriend oh and joining in an occult ritual in the middle of the woods with other dark witches and really horrible stuff going on to um, to sacrifice a goat for their dark lord and so this one uh, is also scripted by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa uh, perhaps that's why Afterlife with Archie is also a bit slow uh, Sabrina was a bit slow I believe uh, around October-ish 2014 is when issue 1 was published it's been uh, a year now since that first issue and uh, we were on issue 4 so it was very slow between issue one and two, and then two and three and four have come out a little bit sooner. It seems uh, bi-monthly. But the art duties are by Robert Hack, who, humble brag, follows me on Twitter. Uh, if you don't follow me on Twitter, check me out at VM Campos. Basically, VM Campos everywhere. Just go to vmcampos.com and then follow me on Google+, Twitter, Periscope, YouTube, Pinterest, um, etc., etc., Snapchat, to uh, etc. I do a lot of cool stuff online. Um, but Robert Hack, he had some pretty big shoes to fill, I think, doing another Archie Horror book after Frank Avila, but he pulled it off completely. He's doing a different style, a very sketchy, detailed style much more detailed than Franca Villa on Afterlife, but it works so well. Very dark, very macabre, muted palette, but not such an inky darkness like Afterlife. This has actually a brightness to it, which is odd. Um, the covers are really nice as well. Number one, is an awesome uh, double cover that you uh, have Sabrina's home. Uh, she's looking out through one of the windows. Then you lift the cover, and then there's a double cover where she's, like, exploding from a skull with entrails and everything. It's amazing. And there's a few variant covers. Um, for the first one, there was a variant cover based on um, Rosemary's Baby, the movie. And then now I see what they're doing because they're doing these these uh, horror movie variant cover riffs so number two has this great 
silhouette kind of cover where Sabrina is coming toward toward us but she's silhouetted and then there's like a gnarly tree there and a dark red background a variant cover on that one what was that one I'm blanking on it um, third issue had this variant cover I believe I'm mixing them up uh, there was one of Carrie the Roman Polanski no not Roman Polanski uh, who directed Carrie Stephen King's Carrie it wasn't Polanski De Palma Brian De Palma uh, that's a variant cover so anyway the plot has actually ties into the other the other Archie kids so they take a little trip Betty, Veronica, Archie, Jughead visit they do some stuff they get into trouble Madam Satan scares the heck out of them but all the while there's um, there's this darkness in the plot that is building very slowly and steadily and scarily and it's very enjoyable and I highly recommend you pick that one up I don't believe there are any graphic novels of it at the moment uh, they're single issues and so you can still catch on to them I think uh, issue one for example is in a second print which I'm kind of tempted to get yeah I'm a sucker for the special covers variant covers gotta be careful about that so another Archie book that I recommend um, let me come back to that one um, let me say this one this was a one-shot and this was so the uh, there were these uh, Archie's kind of notorious for a for a bit um, of doing these weird team-ups or versus kind of things it started in the 90s when it was uh, Archie meets Predator and um, I never picked it up and I thought it was very WTF and I'd like to read it but basically the Archie is on I mean the Predator is on uh, no the the Punisher is on a um, so the Punisher is on a on a on a mission to get some guy that is hiding in Riverdale anyway uh, then along the lines now there's recently there was Archie meets Kiss which I never read and then Archie meets Glee which I never read but the one that really caught my attention was Archie versus Sharknado so the beloved Sharknado trilogy yes there's a trilogy if you haven't been paying attention uh, they had a big presence at Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con 2015, where um, there were many, many ladies and guys uh, dressed in a variety of, like, patriotic gear, because Part 3 takes place in Washington, D.C. or something. And uh, this is Archie versus Sharknado. So this has got two covers. One is by Frank Cavilla, and one is by Hack. 
So I saw them and I loved them both and I didn't know which one to get, but then I ended up getting my main man, Robert Hack's version. Um, it's pretty cool. Archie and Jughead are on the cover. They're, I think, on a boat or on top of a car. There's lots of water. There's sharks all over the place. Archie's fend fending them off and, and Jughead is licking his lips because he's uh, got like a cookbook on how to cook shark. So this, this one, it's really fun because it's in the style of the classic modern, yeah, oxymoron, classic modern uh, Archie style, which is based on the classic uh, DiCarlo, Dan DiCarlo style, where it's very clean, very nice lines, bright colors. So it could be really mistaken for like the classic Archies that you find at the comic shops or the I, the digests at the at the grocery store. And uh, but make no mistake, it's not a kid's book because there's blood and guts and violence and sharks and death and destruction and mayhem. But it's funny. It's a really funny book. It's like it doesn't take itself seriously. Archie, Betty, and Veronica, the whole gang, they're in Washington, D.C., and they're kind of oblivious. Suddenly there's a tornado, no, a sharknado, and all of these sharks are flying around, killing everyone, and uh, I won't spoil it who gets killed, but uh, it's really fun and really well drawn. Um, there's a lot of little touches of humor here and there. Uh, as the as the Sharknado rampage goes on. That one came out after this one that I wanted to talk about. So uh, there was Afterlife, Sabrina, this one, and then Sharknado. Well, this one, the third one, is um, Archie versus Predator. And so that one I was really looking forward to. That one's a four-issue limited series. Um, it's also got the style of, uh, you know, the, the current Kids Archie books, but again, not for kids. Very violent series, of course, because the, the Predator is not a friendly chap. And so the funny thing is, okay, here's Predator. Well, it's one of the Predators, of course. If you know the story of the Predators, they come to the Earth every once in a while or whatever to hunt the most dangerous game. And so this is like a teenage predator that came to R Riverdale and uh, something about a magic magic uh, blade. The gang is out at some South American uh, retreat or something and Veronica sees this really cool blade that she must have and so she entices the predator. The covers are really cool, really fun. Um, they range between like the you know the the clean cool cute Archie stuff to other things like um, uh, let's see what did I get I got uh, uh, I don't think it's Scotty Young but it's like a kids version um, sort of baby version of it issue number two number one there I got the variant cover with the Predator holding Jughead's severed head uh, in a really cute, fun drawing. But, uh, spoiler, it doesn't happen in issue one. Or does it? And so, uh, what are the other books? Uh, the th third book is uh, really fun. 
Uh, it's the classic malt shop love triangle. Betty, uh, Veronica, and Archie sharing a milkshake, but uh, Veronica's gone and there's a puddle of blood and instead it's Predator. And again, on that one, spoiler, uh, Veronica doesn't die on that book, uh, issue three. And then issue four, um, I got the cover with, I forget his first name, but his last name is like Peepoy or Pepoy, P-E-P-O-Y. He does um, this cl- uh, the classic style, but a little bit more modern, a little bit more edgy. His, his covers are often kind of risque to a degree, and this one is too. It's Betty and Veronica. They're kind of like face-to-face with, with the Predator. Um, Betty sort of has her torn uh, shirt bra showing a bit and then Veronica is completely in her underwear uh, with like a machete I think and then the predator is towering above them so this one uh, again four issues building up Uh, they're kind of oblivious here and there a little too long and then (coughs) predator starts to predate and uh, kill a lot and gain trophies and some of the little funny touches that I like is uh, you know how Predator, um, they have their little wrist computer thing. It's like a futuristic Microsoft band or something. And it's got an alien language. Well, in this, it, it uses the emoji. You know, the current language, the current lingua franca of the web. Um, these funny emoji to, you know, to um, communicate stuff to the audience and so the story's been really fun and uh, it's probably by now collected in in complete in a in a trade Uh, it was four issues I I have to say and I don't want to color your opinion but I do have to say that the the ending for me was very anticlimactic not as enjoyable as the whole issues the the story in total I would give it an A minus uh, it's just dragged down by the end um, the ending of that and uh, besides that various twists and turns happen and it's another book of Archie that's kind of from left field that uh, that I enjoy. And you should check him out. Those are the sort of like weird horror things that are that are out on Archie at the moment. Uh, without mentioning also the reboot of Archie after issue 666, uh, Archie ended and now we got like a volume two starting over and that one is being done by um who was it uh fiona staples on art and uh, i'm forgetting i'm blanking on the on the writer chip kid i don't know i'm blanking sorry but uh that one's coming out um art is very cool looking at archie from a different perspective it's sort of an origin of sorts and he's breaking the fourth wall uh, I, it's okay so far. Um, seems pretty fun, lighthearted, compared definitely to the horror books. And I'll probably do a more in-depth one on that as time goes on, because there's the Archie and then the companion Jughead 
story and probably others. And so uh, I'll follow up on that. But if you're not, uh, if you're only looking at Marvel and DC, there's a whole world of comics out there. Give Archie a try, especially if you're into The Walking Dead and horror books and comedy with your horror. I recommend it. And so I'm at the end of my commute and I'm going to wrap it up now. So again, check out Archie. Uh, Give him a shot. This has been VM Campos. See you next time. Uh, from the Comic Book Commute podcast, the podcast you listen to during your commute while I commute. Drive safe.